one of the things that they valued about GLI but did not find in other spaces is if we were baking a GLI cake, everybody would be involved at the beginning and would add the ingredients. And the final cake would be kind of something everybody could enjoy and said, I helped to bake this cake. This is a podcast called Walk, Talk, Listen. An attempt to connect people and make this world a bit better by sharing opinions and experiences based on the belief that everyone's perspective is true, albeit partial. My name is Maurice Bloom, and I would like to welcome you to yet another episode of Walk, Talk, Listen. Okay, good day, everybody. This is another episode of the podcast Walk, Talk, Listen. And actually, it's a special episode again, where we try to, you know, shed the light on an organization called Joint Learning Initiative on Faith and Local Communities. And I'm delighted with today's guest who will, you know, talk with us uh, about JLI. And that's the chair of the JLI um, uh, community. And her name is Dion. Dion, can you please introduce yourself? Hi, thank you, Maurice, and thank you for the invitation to join you on this um, walk and talk experience. My name is Dion Gravesandy. I'm currently resided in London. I um, I am the chair of um, the Joint Learning Initiative. That is my pre- privilege to to lead and serve um, that community uh, and that body of work as it uh, develops forward. My uh, while in, in the UK, in London, I work uh, for an organisation by the name of Christian, Christian Aid, and I am the principal advisor for our corporate uh, global partnerships and theology. And, and, and Dion, um, since how many years do you work with for Christian Aid? Had, uh, far too long. Far too long <laughs> years with Christian Aid. So, yeah. Um, in in total, I guess I have over twenty five years of leadership experience working with churches, faith institutions, national and international government organisations. Um, so a plethora of, of of time of working um, with partners, with other allies um, on this journey. So within that, I include um, JLI. So I joined JLI in twenty eighteen, I believe. And took up the chair in 2021. Okay. And and um do you do you still remember the first time that you heard about JLI? You know? I do. I I um worked uh, with uh, my then international director. He was around uh at the time, I think. JLI was birthed, right? So there was a lot of excitement around this vision Mm -hmm. and this community and how it was actually filling a gap, you know, in terms of practitioners, advisors, um, officers and managers working across different faiths, thinking about how best to evidence and demonstrate the value in the work. And there was a great sense of, I think for... um, uh, years, right? It's it's not um, a secret just how much 
work and um, voluntary uh, engagement is coming from faith institutions, right? Mm. In, in terms of communities often are understood as the backbone of communities um, uh, and spaces for, for all, really. So I think they are a real um, provider of, of active services. And so to be able to demonstrate and tell that story better and, and demonstrate the value and the worth to others is what I think part of that original vision was around. And so there was a lot of passion for that then in 2010. And I still felt that passion um, when talking about the work of JLI in 2018 when I came on board. And, you know, um, there was a fantastic range of skills and experience and knowledge in the room. And not too often do you see, you know, um, the nexus where faith communities, policy makers, um, knowledge specialists, researchers, academics, um, and grassroots community all come into one place in a space where there is genuine equity across the table. That is encouraging mm -hmm. to see and to um, experience. No, th thank you, thank you for that, uh, Dion. But I, if I, if I kind of, you know, try to force you to really pinpoint at what you like most about JLI, um, what would it be? You know, what would be your explanation? I think it's reach across um, various uh, groupings of uh, professionals, communities, and academia. Um, I think JLI, in my experience is the best of how how those groupings come together to uh, learn, share, and move forward. And is that something is that something that is um, still relevant today? Absolutely. So I think you know trust is really important when mm -hmm. engaging and trying to convene um, spaces for real uh, conversation, particularly on 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 tough issues uh, across different sectors in society today. Uh, and I think the methodology, the way in which JLI convenes its partners that it it works with and through the authenticity um is is absolutely there today and that role is as more important it's, st it's still important today so if we think about coming out of covid if you think about how we come out of or work within various regions in the world where the backdrop you know is is tough and lots and lots of challenges i i think it's a model of how communities convene and explore together is 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 highly credible you know it's it's very good at what it does you are at the moment uh, the chair of the board of of JLI um you know before that you had another role um and if i if i would ask you to share an anecdote or an experience that best describes your time with JLI so far, yeah, what would that be, you know, or a memory? Um, I have a, a, a memory that still stays with me, really, um, to this day, and it was my first meeting 
um, when I was on the boards, clearly not at the chair of board, um, and it was in Birmingham in, <laughs> in, in, in the UK, and it was hosted by Islamic Relief. Mm. And it was, it, it, it was welcoming, but absolutely authentic in, in so far as very different people around the, the room. So in thinking about the diversity of audience, that was, that audience I think was as diverse as it could get. And yet um, it wasn't our differences that kept us, you know, um, separated around the table. It was what united us and how we were drawn together in a, you know, single vision in a vision a common vision I would say or a shared vision and I remember how it made me feel as opposed to you know kind of what was said I mean lots was said and done but I felt connected I felt that this was a community of like-minded people who were looking at ways and how we could uh, strengthen our uh, practices around engagement with religious communities on issues of faith and development at every level, at local level, at regional level, at global levels. And the examples that I heard were not too dissimilar to the examples I had experienced. And here I felt a community that was operating within this kind of multi-faith space um, but absolutely uh, focused on looking for, you know, kind of the positive um, uh, changes we could make together, how we could develop um, the programs, at that time there were different programs on the table, together in order that all, you know, all of the communities that we are working with and through um, are, are able to develop and become more resilient really uh, I, I remember the feeling and the feeling was was awesome it was really good mm. that, that's that, that's that's great yeah I I well you know that I'm relatively new to to JLI so um a, a newbie um, but I am yeah I, I totally understand um yeah being welcomed and and by this this you know very diverse uh, community um coming from different angles but you know at the end of the day have a lot in common and um i, I think i i'm very impressed by uh, a publication that jli produced uh you know i, I think jli calls it that's our flagship and that is the state of the um of the evidence um yeah can you tell the listeners maybe a, a little bit about that you know your point of view about the state of the evidence report uh, why is it important um you know your involvement uh, a yes or no of your organization and um a specific question in terms of has our thinking on good practice around religious engagement evolved over the years because i i think that's something that is part and, and parcel of of uh, this particular report. Mm. So I, I, JLI is my understanding. You know, was 
birthed around kind of 2010 moment. I, I wasn't I wasn't involved at the time, but it, it's good 14 years ago. Huge bodies of work um, that the organisation has under undertaken, and like I said, I, I've worked in the sector for over 25 years, and in specifically around this faith and development narrative, this faith and development work, which has evolved over a period of time into um, being a solid, robust, trusted, well-researched, well-evidenced pieces of work on issues from HIV, you know, um, in the uh, 2000s, you know, to uh, livelihoods, um, to healthcare, to, you know, COVID, you know, and, 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 and the effects of over, you know, 14 years of solid evidence, good methodology that is, that is, that is robust, that is tested, that is challenged um, at all sorts of levels. And these reports are excellent reports. If anybody wants to, to have a look at what uh, those reports look like, you know, go to the JLI website. There's a plethora of reports and, and the body of that work is huge. And so I think state of the evidence, you know, takes um, a broader view and a look over a certain you know, number of years and pulls that together into a a concise piece of work that is actually now telling a, a longer term uh, a story about that engagement. What has it meant over the years? What difference does it make? What value does it add? So I think it takes the body of research and gives you some some factual information, but the analysis of that is 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 giving us a trend and a trajectory. What is needed further? How do you make sense of world populations um, and trends around religious communities across the world? Understanding that you know, kind of these um, uh, religious backdrops for some communities informs you know, kind of their 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 worldview, how they their being, how they think, and how in a kind of uh, communities act, what they value, what's a challenge, to, to help analyse that as we go into, in the kind of the 2030s and beyond, you think about, you know, the, the, the uh, SDGs, you know, the S Sustainable Development Goals as it relates to religion is, is a huge backdrop of that in my organization we talk about the majority world news um mm -hmm. recognizing that there are some states some some regions that uh, uh religion is a you know consistent backdrop it helps people make sense of the world so i think state of the evidence does exactly what it says on the tin in some sense you know what is this, what what does that evidence uh, tell us what is it uh, uh, predicting and analysing what does it help us to make sense of the current state mm -hmm. and the future state I have not been involved in its direct um, publication but of course my organisation has and in terms of understanding what I, I agree with the analysis and have then been in, engaged in some conversations around mm -hmm. what that analysis will mean for the kind of global community going forward you mentioned, you know, the sustainable development goals, you know, and, and the value then of 
uh, J align and in particular um, the state of the evidence report in you know moving these goals forward we are we are at, at at the midpoint of the sustainable development goals and I think we on average we only are reaching you know 15 percent so that's really worrisome um so yeah it, it seems that the JLI mission is more crucial than ever in terms of you know joint learning um yeah can you maybe elaborate a little bit more in terms of um how do you see the potential of collaborative approaches in creating sustainable change. So if I came at that the other way around, I would say if we don't collaborate, I'm, I'm not quite sure what the future is going to look like. Mm. Um, so I think it it is, it is you know, in, in some cases, the, the analogy of a burning platform, if, if we are collectively to survive, um, you know, the, 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 the our, our, our human experience, we have to work together better. So to collaborate, to share, to learn, in some cases to unlearn, you know, some of some of the mm. the the uh, backdrop, some some of the language today is around how we decolonize um our thinking and our mm -hmm. methodology and our practice. We are a diverse and in some cases complicated world. Uh, and we all have different entry points. And if we are moving from the cliff edge of saying, my way is better than your way, wherever you may sit in the world, to one that is much more fairer and has equity and has value and worth, then we need to start a different approach, which is 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 shared and joint from the beginning, not you know um, designed in one place and then asked for engagement you know kind of at, at at the other end. I'll give an example of a conversation that I had with another JLI member um, just a couple of weeks ago, who who challenged me and 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 said you know I well not challenged but what they said is one of the things that they valued about JLI but did not find in other spaces is if we were baking a JLI cake everybody would be involved at the beginning and would add the ingredients mm. and the final cake would be kind of something everybody could enjoy and said I helped to bake this cake mm. and I'm using that analogy to say if we are you know kind of baking this kind of global cake then all of us, or as, as, as it needs to be as diverse as possible, if we are all to identify and enjoy the ingredients. We all bring something unique in that. And some traditions are, are written traditions, some traditions are oral traditions, some traditions, you know, are acted out traditions. That, that challenge is for us. We have to find in some cases a new language to speak to each other that demonstrates worth and value because we all have something to to add into that global cake so to speak an interesting analogy and i like cake so that's always good <laughs> um <laughs> you you mentioned decolonization um dion and um you know a lot is going on, also around localization. Um, where, where do you where do you see the debates uh, about localization and decolonization going, especially in terms of religious and development? Uh, 
you know, in the, let's say the next uh, five to 10 years? I think, I think that the, the conversation is well overdue um, for a, a, a long time. So I'm really pleased that it's happening. And I'm pleased that JLI is taking a lead role in some of that in terms of its own methodology and how it uh, ensures that uh, the voices around the table reflect those kind of decolonization principles. That's really important. So I'm I'm really pleased JLI is taking a lead in that. Where is that debate uh, looking? What is it looking like um, across the table? I remember in 2015, I think it was the World Humanitarian Forum, um, uh, that one of the things that they really wanted to bring to the main table was around this, this idea of localization. Not that it was new, but actually I think there was there's a bit of a tipping point at that at that stage, I think, that that helped to reorientate the conversation that that's, would give uh, status and kudos to people who were living, grassroots community, for want of a better word, had, had, had in the main, the best ideas uh, around how they could be, uh, become more resilient, what what tools they needed to enable them to cope, to manage, to live alongside, you know, kind of some of uh, the risks that that, that 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 you know, kind of if particularly those that they are environmental, right? But there were deep, meaningful um, ideas around the alternative. What does the alternative look like? It, it isn't always um, an alternative that is parachuted from outside, but within those communities. And so the localized approach takes seriously the contributions of those who are most affected. How, how, how can that be wrong? <laughs> Why wouldn't you support mm -hmm. that? Why wouldn't you invest in that? You know, when I think about uh, uh, schools, um, uh, provisions within the communities there's always you know an engagement uh, a strategy that says let's in let's involve those who are most affected by that for me the principle is exactly the same and not to involve not to seek a localized um uh, approach in some of these global regions in some of these national you know spaces local spaces um i think it's, it, it should not be an either or. It, it, for me, I think it's a both and. Of course, there's going to be knowledge and expertise from outside the, the, the kind of wider circle um, that should not be competing with the experience, the knowledge, the value, um, and the deep understanding of, 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 of what is happening on the ground and how people think and feel. Um, and so for me, it is essential red thread almost a golden thread running through the work the thinking and the approach at JLI but equally that is true in many other organizations that has prioritized localization and a localized approach I'd say again that is not going away quite rightly so and so it, we do need to find ways to continue investing in that model and giving platforms to voices that have often been on the margins of, of, of some of uh, the issues and uh, events in which we are working.
No, thanks for that, uh, John. I, I would say, you know, some. So I heard some of our colleagues in JLI say we really um, need to be more intentional about expanding that table, right? I mean, that's that's um, to to have more voices around the table to listen to that. Um, I mean, the reality is, and and um, and listeners of of previous uh, JLI episodes have heard it as well. The organization has some financial challenges. Um, so that's also, I think, a reason to expand the table is to find more supporters, you know, to increase our community. Um, you know, if there are people out there, individuals or organizations, um, yeah, what, what would you say to them? You know, why would they become part of this community? And, and um, you know, put the would consider putting the three T's, you know, for, for JLI. So that's his time, the treasure and the talent. Why, why would they do that? Why not? I would say, um, <laughs> I would say that, you know, kind of the work with JLI for me, as I, as I experience it and, and lead it is not doing um, two or doing four, but doing with. So, um, working, partnering, supporting the work of JLI is is a is, is an agenda about we us and ours. It is our work together. It's what we are doing in order to further our our learning and understanding around um, uh, pieces of, of of research, evidence and learning, capacity sharing, all of those sorts of things. Is how are we doing that together? And that's worth some investment of developing those those channels of listening to each other. So you're right. You said earlier in terms of expanding the table. For me, that's that that's a sustainable way forward, because the table evidence will tell us has been biased for too long. In some cases, there's overrepresentation of particular groups and therefore under-representation of others. We want to ensure that the table is, is, is fair and diverse and representative and find ways where um, we, 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 we excavate some resources to do the work, to, to fulfill the vision in which you know, we, we want to, to see come about. And that is, you know, in some cases, you know, money you know we've got we've got <laughs> we've got to fund this thing together and, and and that's exactly what i'm suggesting work with us to co-fund some areas of mutuality maybe um but we must find ways to fund what are shared visions and shared priorities and shared commitments are around um doing you know, a diverse piece of work at a, at a regional level, at national levels, and partner with others that don't look, think, um, and, and function in the way that we do. Um, Being courageous to do that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I would like to, you know, a piggyback of something that you uh, also mentioned is is that you know um 
ensuring not only when we talk about expanding the table but also about um assuring that you know that there are different perspectives and that we have different ways of communicating as well you know oral traditions uh, written uh, name it um that's also one of the reasons that i always have a um a music related uh, question for my guests um if i ask you to come up with a piece of music or a song that according to you um really captures um what jli is about which song or piece of music would you mention and why um this is a good question i think so i'm 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 my pause is because i'm i'm somewhere between two two songs uh, two two mm -hmm. thoughts one is um i i i am a child that grew up in the 70s and 80s so giving mm -hmm. some sense of how old i am but uh an album that really anchored me during that time was songs in the key of life mm. by stevie wonder um and my mother was a a motown supporter my father was a jazz uh fanatic and so within um songs in the key of life uh, i i i very often come back to the song that loves in need of love today and love as a value Beautiful song. Mm. um love as a value for lots of people may surface feelings of you know kind of warm and fuzziness mm. um but love as a verb is about doing it is it is you know courageously doing for and i think of the work in terms of uh jli in that sense of doing it's 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 not just about what we say it's about what we do in an expression of trying to capture something that is uniquely human of how we live and work together and and sometimes that's not always easy to put into um you know very nice articulation of words it's it's often a feeling and and which is why values based approaches is so important and i think that is true of the work of jli it comes it brings me back to this sense of if we were to secure peace if we were to secure an idea of how people flourish and function and live together it's captured within the words of those songs but it's also capturing for me a, a value-based approach which i see running through the work of 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 jli and 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 that doesn't just happen by itself it is intentional our business is around the business of people and that's wrapped around you know kind of the work and the frameworks and the structures and the you know um uh, uh, systems and 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 processes that runs alongside that that is all important that gives you good outcomes but actually the why we do what we do is that vision around you know kind of human flourishing that 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 
progression, that the next generation's life will be better than the generations before. You know, I remember hearing a really, you know, kind of inspiring TED talk. Who hasn't heard, you know, good TED talks? And it started off that I am better than my parents. And I thought, whoa. But actually, by the time, you know, the speaker finished the 10 minutes, absolutely. That is the dream of, of, of as me as a mother, right? Um, that my child, children would be, you know, in a flourishing better. That was the dream of my, my parents. My parents um, emigrated to the UK, you know, from uh, uh, two different Caribbean islands. That, so this idea that we leave a legacy is, is the values in which we live. And so for me, I think that that song does name it um, as as unusual as that might sound. It does it does wrap up the values. I think. Mm. No, that, that that's beautiful, and and actually is one of my favorite albums as well. So yeah, it's not the alone. the most. <laughs> yeah, I, I um, you know, a couple of years ago, my my wife gave for my birthday actually uh to go to a concert of stevie where he only played all the songs of of that album songs in the key of life and which was wow. unbelievable yeah um i'm i'm although i i asked you for one song I'm, I'm i'm curious about your you know because you were going back and forth between two pieces of music right so what is the other so the other one actually um is 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 a bob marley classic mm. which <laughs> So um, Redemption Song, again, um, speaks to this idea of true freedom, right? This, this idea of being free and, again, is as emotive in terms of values um, that anchor us as, as humans, as people. So it's moving, you know, for me, the songs that move me uh, are, are the songs that speak to the human experience. In some in some cases where we get it absolutely wrong, but juxtapose that with where we get it right, it's about intentionally pursuing values that that is about um, we, us, and ours, not about me, myself, and I. And so that pursuit of we, are, us, and ours for me again moves me, uh, and I find an affinity um, with, with 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 those values. Great. Thank, thanks, uh, Dion. Um, and I, I love that, what you said, in terms of, of we, our community. Um, if, we, if we think about our community within JLI, if I ask you to name, you know, a colleague or a partner or a supporter uh, of JLI who best embodies, uh, according to you, what JLI is about, who will you name and why? And and again, I I totally get that, you know, my guests feel uncomfortable in maybe lifting up one because you appreciate it, you know, so many. But I'm I'm pushing you uh, as as a guest anyway to pick one. Um, um, wasn't too hard to think about this one actually. I guess hmm. it would be Agnes, Doctor Agnes is a boom, um, mm-hmm. from Kenya. Um, so. Uh, Agnes always reminded me whenever I saw her, whatever platform she would work on. So Agnes was the um, moderator of the World Council of Churches for, I think, uh, a good season, a good 10 years or so. And she would always remind me to never give up. 
persist in persisting, is what she would say. And she'd say it in a very quiet, soft, gentle voice. Don't give up the struggle. Keep persisting. Keep, keep, keep going. You know, even if you feel that the progress is slow, that you're not heard, be tenacious in persisting. And in the work of JLI over, you know, kind of the last decade, particularly, was always encouraging us to do exactly that. Even when there was really good news and we were celebrating, keep pushing forward, keep, you know, uncovering, you know, uh, the, 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 the uh, uh, uncovering new, new stuff, new information, new knowledge, um, keep you know, kind of walking forward. Don't, don't, don't stop. Don't walk backwards. Keep moving forward. And, and I remember that as a, as a message within the JLI space that we must keep pursuing um, mm. the goals uh, together and keep moving forward. Talking about moving forward. Um, yeah. What, what is your opinion or what is your vision or hope um, about the focus, uh, you know, for, for the future uh, of JLI? Um, or, and maybe in other words, you know, and, and it's somehow related as well. So if, if uh, you know, years from now, people uh, look back at, uh, you know, when you were the, the chair, and you are the chair now, um, but they will, will look back and they, you know, what do you hope people will say in terms of, oh, you know, when Dion was the chair, that, you know, she did this and this together with her team that led to this. Well, how, what do you hope? Um, I would hope, it's a big question. <laughs> um, I, I, I would hope that part of the legacy of the current board, which, which I'm privileged to serve, so it mm -hmm. is a collective as opposed to one person. Mm -hmm. But during this tenure, we, we championed and found uh, 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 and developed a global audience, a, a, a global community that carried forward the work around state of the evidence that that methodology of how we learn research evidence together build the capacity and reduce the knowledge gaps between you know the various uh, different uh, sector or stakeholder groups that during this time we absolutely champion and gave a, a, a unique platform to the body of work, which is the state of the evidence, and championed as a part of that, a kind of fair and equitable way forward. So that is keeping these principles, um, which are decolonial principles, but for me, it is expanding um, the, the table. You know, who's mm -hmm. at the table, who has visibility at the table. So to ensure that research and evidencing is not the one thing that any one community brings, it is a collective, a collaboration between different stakeholders that that are absolutely um, committed to evidence in what we know, to communicate that in, in different ways. So 
that's not just in a written form. We translate that into different forms so more people can participate um, in that experience. So I hope that during this time, uh, the table is broadened, um, more people are actively involved and engaged, and state of the evidence is something that resonates with a much more broader community of people than it currently does at the moment. Um, Dion, what what do you uh, what do you uh, hope um, that this podcast episode uh, might do for JLI? I hope it sparks some interest, <laughs> so people mm. would want to find out a bit more. So you know that they go on to the JLI website and have a look and say, you know, exactly what is this piece of work that I'm talking about? What is the state of the evidence? Um, what What is the work of um, JLI and what success has it had? And although I, you know, I, I've talked quite broadly in, 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 in this uh, podcast, uh, we have had, you know, uh, learning hubs, regional learning hubs, thematic learning hubs, by that I mean, you know, they're specific to a theme of, 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 of interest. Um, and again, those reports, um, which are excellent in terms of their content and production, mm -hmm. are on the website and are good resources for people across, you know, kind of um, who are policymakers, who are practitioners, who are working at national levels in governments, who are working within community organisation or the voluntary sector, even the private sector. In terms of healthcare, these are these are important tools to help you know uh, other communities understand and 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 learn about the journey of others as it relates to what what actually are, are areas of work that touches most most parts of our lives. Um, and it's important to kind of get the message out there that mm. that that these reports exist and they're free. You can go to the website and download them you know you can read through them um some really good workshops some really good um learning platforms where i'm not sure where else you can get access to to such a range of voices and experience and so i really hope that it sparks curiosity so that people go to the website and have a look and say what is she talking about <laughs> you know no and and you know, I, I, you know, I had a, a question for you, you know, why is, why is JLI not another interfaith organization? But I, I think you just, you know, explained that, that, that it is definitely different. Um, I haven't seen anything like it. And, and uh, I, <laughs> like you, I'm, I think there are many years around. So um, if there are listeners out there who, who would, um, have a different view i would love to hear uh from them uh, because yeah i, I think the uh, jli is, is quite unique um uh, dion these conversations always go fast um <laughs> but before we close um i would like to ask you is there a question that i should have asked you that i didn't uh i'm not sure that there is i think i think perhaps no and if one doesn't come to mind straight away, then probably that's not true. 
yeah and and um yeah we we uh, of course we invite uh the listeners and people out there to reach out if they want to know more uh, or if they they think oh we would like to be part of this community uh, right so make sure that all the information is um, in the podcast notes and the, uh, the website um, and the email addresses so thank thank you for everything you do dion um, and for who you are and um, yeah all the best wonderful thank you for having me maurice it was a delight to join you um as we virtually walked and talked <laughs> yes we did and, and we listened yeah and we listened too thank you as we wrap up today's insightful conversation i hope it has sparked your curiosity and interest in the vital work of the Joint Learning Initiative on Faith and Local Communities, JLI. If today's episode has resonated with you, whether it's the desire to collaborate, contribute or even offer financial support to further JLI's impactful mission, we'd love to hear more from you. The JLI's journey is one of collaboration, learning and making a tangible difference in communities through the unique intersection of faith and development. Your involvement could be a significant part of this transformative process. Whether you're looking to offer your expertise, resources, or are seeking to understand more about how you can contribute, your initiative is invaluable. Please feel free to reach out to us. Send an email to maurice at jliflc.com or contact us through our platform. We welcome your thoughts, questions, and proposals for collaboration. I'll personally ensure that your interest is directed to the right people at JLI, helping you connect with a network of individuals and organizations dedicated to creating a better world through faith-informed development. Thank you for joining us on Walk, Talk, Listen, where each conversation brings us closer to understanding and action. Your engagement doesn't just end with listening, it begins here. Let's continue to be part of this remarkable journey together. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Walk, Talk, Listen. Please check us out on 100mile.org or follow us on Facebook or Instagram.